Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. If you wanted to start a business, what would you do? I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And today I'm going to give you a very basic business model that you could implement, start a business and start making money within the next seven days. This is the short version of a lecture that I just gave to some senior students at a local university in their entrepreneurship class. But I'm going to share it with you because even if you've been in business for a while, I want you to understand how business has actually changed and kind of flipped on its head. So this is the standard easy business model for 2024. In the old days, you remember in the old industrial economy, if you wanted to start a business, you either provided a service. So you created a service that maybe your parents did. You were a bookkeeper because they were accountants. Or maybe you created a new service to bridge the gap. You made up a service where you went to people's businesses and you collected their mats and you laundered the mats and then you took them back. Or conversely, maybe you had a product business and you had to invent some new product or you combined two other products to work together. And maybe you had to be some kind of engineer to put all this stuff together. But then once you decided what your business was, and what, or what your product was or what your service was going to be, then the rest of your life would be spent trying to gain the attention of an audience. And so you would try to market for free at first. You would give out free samples at Costco, or you would show up at you know the local grocery store and set up your little card table outside and you'd talk about your product. Or you would take trips around and invest money and travel by airplane to the offices of big producers and you try to sell them on your product. Or more recently, maybe you would try selling your product on Amazon and then you'd try to set up supply chains and manage all that stuff yourself. The product came first and then you tried to get good at marketing, or you tried to sell your product to somebody who already had a big audience. This is how Procter & Gamble started and still run 100 years later. This is how Coca-Cola started. And in our parents' generation, this was how you started a business. Even in my generation, this was how you started a business, but it's not how you start a business now. In fact, the business model of 2024 is almost backward from the old model of build a product and then build an audience that we all started with. So here's the model. This is how you build an audience in 2024. Now, this can work for service-based businesses. It can also work for product-based businesses. And I'm going to share examples of each. In 2024, you don't start with a product, an invention, a specific service. You start by building your audience first. Now, if you're watching this and you're in university or even in high school, you've probably already got an audience or at least the kernels of one. And that's because you post stuff on your social media. So you're posting on Instagram, TikTok. When I was speaking to these college students, they mentioned that they post most often on Twitch, which is streaming video game services where you can follow and watch other people playing video games too. They give other examples, but my I'm familiar with Twitter. I'm familiar with Facebook. I do some stuff on Instagram. I do nothing on TikTok, but a lot of people do. You might use Snapchat stories or whatever it is. You're building an audience because you own the media now. And this is part of the big shift between the the old business 
plan and the new business plan is that the media is no longer something that you show up at the gates of and, and you're like begging for 30 seconds of attention or you're putting your life savings into a 50,000 ad commercial one time on the local TV station. Now you own the media and that flips the entire script. The key now though is to build an audience. And that means you want to get people to find your things interesting. So I'm going to come back to how do you build a good audience? The next thing you want to do is build trust in that audience. So as Seth Godin said, you don't find people to buy your products, you find products for your people. So you look at the needs of the people who are following you. And if you've done a good job with your audience, building the right audience, it shouldn't be hard to figure out what they need. And then you start making recommendations. You start giving advice. Here's what I do. After you've built trust, then you can sell them a solution to their problem. So you're not just selling them like a candy bar, although some examples that I'll give you later, that's what they do, but you're selling them a solution. So for example, if you are a college student and you want to start a business by next week, the easiest one is tutoring. So you build an audience by posting some stuff on Instagram reels about how I study for calculus. You build trust by showing some really easy fixes to calculus questions. And then you build value by offering your services, you know, 50 bucks an hour for tutoring to get you ready for your calculus exam. You have to be good at it. And that's part of building value. You have to, you have to show people that you're good at this. They have to find your service valuable. But then when they do that, that creates a bigger audience because they will talk to their friends and you can encourage them to do that through the media, which you own. The fourth step is to build a team. So when you're tired of trading time for money, you hire other people to do the work for you. And this is really a, a level above the size of the business that most people will build, but that's okay. You can still do it and still part of the business plan, especially if you're going to scale large like I have. And then the fifth step is to build impact. And I'll talk about that. So these stages are different. And this also works if you're selling a product or an invention instead of just selling a service like tutoring. So let's go through this briefly, step by step. The key to building an audience is starting with who you are and what your primary needs are. People will, with the same needs and the same struggles, will be attracted to you. And so more than ever, you have to go deep and narrow to build a good audience. If you're Mr. Beast, uh, if you're Taylor Swift, and you started off 10 years ago doing this stuff, you could have a pretty broad audience. It's hard to pinpoint exactly who Taylor Swift's target audience is. Maybe it's 16 to 20 year old women. Maybe it's moms and daughters. Maybe it's dads, whatever, right? You could go pretty broad. The people who relate to Taylor Swift's songs, though, are generally women aged 16 to about 25. And that's going to be her core. Uh, if you're Mr. Beast, the audience can be broad because you're entertaining. And if you were starting out today, you'd have to start with a narrower niche. So you start with the thing that you're expert at or the thing that makes you unique. One student in the class came up to me afterward. She was a student who was born in Iran. She moved to Italy to become an English as a second language teacher. And then she moved to Canada. And she said she's been here for two weeks. She's struggling a little bit. It's cold. There's snow on the ground. She doesn't have any friends yet. She's a few years older than most average students. I said, that's an amazing audience because everybody who is, you know, starting school a little bit later from somewhere other than Canada, dealing with the freezing cold of Northern Ontario for the first time. Like all these people can learn from you, learning English, you know, fitting in, finding new friends, 
being a mature student. Like these are all interesting topics. And if you're just putting out content and you're sharing those things, especially if you're sharing, here's what I'm doing about it. Here's how I'm going to parties. Here's how I'm introducing myself to new people, et cetera. People are going to start paying attention to that. And after they start paying attention, then they start paying you money. That's the inverse of how business used to work. So the next step is to build trust. And that means giving value away for free. I have a company that is worldwide. We have 931 clients active in our program right now. These are all gym owners. It's a pretty big company. And the thing that we do best is we give value away for free. 95% of what I create and build with my media team, we give away for free. Zero dollars. We don't sell a, an inexpensive product, a step-up product, a $29 giveaway, none of that. We just give it away. 5% of what we sell is expensive. And this is how you build trust in your audience especially when you can identify with something that your audience is going through that's troubling. Tough times build trust. And so, uh, for example, when our gym audience got shut down during COVID, for two years, really, my company didn't grow. It didn't shrink, but it didn't grow very fast. We published free content every single day. Here's what's going on in the world. Here's what you need to know. Here's how you get this grant. Here's how you apply for this loan. Here's how you keep your gym going. And when we came out of that tough time, our business exploded. It more than doubled in two years following uh, the gym lockdowns. And so you want to build trust by addressing the challenges that your audience is having in your life. You know, it's one thing to just post a lot of stuff on Instagram selfies about like your new car and oh, this donut is delicious, right? Yeah, it's interesting. You're going to get some likes. But when you address hard stuff, how do you fit in in a foreign country? How do you get rid of your accent when you're talking to people in a different language? How do you meet people when you're a mature student? How do you deal with the cold for the first time? These are the meaningful uh, media that people will really uh, start to pay attention to, follow you for, and trust you for. Then you build value. You offer an actual solution. Let me do this with you. Let me help you. I can give you good advice. It's valuable. You can follow that advice and you can do it on your own. I'll tell you all the steps. I'll be completely transparent. Do it exactly like this. If you want me to help you, I'm willing to do that. Here's the price. And again, like you, five, this is 5% of what you're sharing is building this value. I'll give you some specific examples in a moment. Then you build a team to help you. So you determine where your time is best spent. And if you are the face of your media, the face of your company, then you want to still be the face of that company and you want to build other people to deliver your service or your product for you. Maybe you outsource your product. Maybe you piece off your service to hire other tutors to work for you. And then finally, you build impact. You, you reach throughout your community. You influence your needs and become a leader within that niche. And that opens up the opportunities to help your people more and to help more people. Let's have a couple of examples here. So if I were starting a new business and I, I asked the class to give me some examples of maybe businesses that they could think they could start in the next seven days. So the first was, of course, tutoring. So the first thing I would do is think about like, what am I best at? I'm not going to be a tutor at everything. I'm not a genius at everything, but I'm pretty good at English. And so I can tutor you in English. I can help you write a better essay. So I can then go on Facebook, Instagram, wherever I think I'm going to reach the greatest number of people at my school because remember, my first audience is going to be local. And I'm going to say, here's how I can help you write. Here's how to write a better essay. 
Okay. Here's how to write a great hook. Here's how to use ChatGPT if my school allows me to use AI in preparing essays. Here's how to find great sources for your essay without spending 20 hours in the library. Here's how to write a great hook. Here's how to write a great conclusion. Here's how to make supporting evidence. And you just start piecing this off and making content. Okay. The, the formula that you want to follow is very simple. It's C-A-L-M, calm, clarity, assurance, leadership, movement, clarity. Here's the problem. Assurance. We're going to solve it together with you right now. Leadership. Uh, here's what you're going to do. Movement. Here are the first three steps. Do it exactly like this. Okay. So if I'm if I want to build a tutoring business, that's where I would start. The second thing that I would do is like just build trust by continuing to give value. And then finally, I would sell something. So I would say, hey, look, a couple of you have asked me what's it take for me to read over your essays to proofread them for you, or maybe to work with you for an hour and like make your essay a lot better. Totally willing to do that. You know, here's the price. It's $50 per hour. Uh, just, you know, send me a DM if you want some help. Okay, cool. Then maybe, you know, once you get busy enough, you're going to build a team. So you're going to get somebody who might respond to your DMs, or maybe uh, you hire somebody who's really, really good at grammar, but they're less good at putting the whole thing together. Or maybe you get somebody who just loves to be in the library and doing research and you piece off part of the service to them. And then finally build impact. You basically grow within the local university and maybe you find another kid who's really, really good at chemistry. And you say, hey, I've got this new buddy. They're great at chemistry. Hey, if you want to help with English or chemistry now, you can contact us. Okay. And that's how you expand. The, another good example of one was um, dog walking. And so this was, it was interesting talking to these students because these are things that I just, it would never even occur to me. Right. And dog walking is actually an amazing business that you can scale. So the first thing that you do is you start posting lots of pictures and videos of you with dogs. Obviously, you want to be seen as somebody who's a great dog walker. From there, maybe you give some tips like, hey, uh, when I'm taking a dog out for a walk, I always make sure that I plot a route where I'm only turning right. That way, I don't have to cross any streets. I don't have to worry about it. Or, hey, before I go for a walk with my dog, here are the three things that I've got in my pocket. I've got one dog treat. I've got one poop baggie, whatever you call it. And I've got one whistle or whatever. You create good content about walking dogs or even like, hey, guys, I, I'm on. I'm out walking with a dog and I found a new route today. Here it is. It's amazing. You'll love it. Then what you say is like, hey, if by the way, I'm taking five more dogs. So if you don't have time to walk your dog in the morning or in the evening, shoot me a DM and uh, I'm happy to do it for you. And I charge 30 bucks a week. I can take five. I've got one already. So, you know, I, I'm happy to do it. I, and you can just commit one month at a time. That's all. From there, you do an amazing job with the dogs and you, you do some dog walking. And pretty soon, the neighbor of the house that you stop at, you know, you're walking their dog too. From there, once you've got six dogs, that's as many as you can handle on a leash. You hire an assistant. And finally, you build impact by offering other services for the dogs that you've got. Maybe like doggy drop-off. So, hey, every Friday, by the way, I'm, I'm going to the... Uh, the store to get dog food. Can I pick you up some dog food? I only charge an ex it's only $50 a month for me to walk your dog and deliver you uh, new dog food plus the price of the dog food, you know, every Friday. Okay. So I'm just spitballing this and that's why some of my examples 
you know, you don't want to check my math on them yet. Another one that came up was snow shoveling, like yard maintenance. So one said uh, snow shoveling, one said grass cutting. Around here, it's all the same. There is a really innovative snow company that I've just seen in our city this year. This is just amazing. So building audience doesn't always have to be online. So what these guys actually do, and this is amazing from an ops perspective and also a marketing perspective, when you sign up with their company, and let's call them like the snow experts. I can't even remember what they're called. When you sign up for their company, they bring you these two big stakes and the stakes are about three feet high. They're uh, triangular. So they stick in the ground and there's a sign on each of the three sides. And it says the snow experts.ca and they stick it at the end of your driveway and they tell you just leave these up in the driveway. So not only are you advertising for them, but you've made their operations easier because now the only thing that has to happen is at 4 a.m. when they send out the snow plow trucks, the truck driver doesn't have to keep looking for the address. What's my next place? What's my next house? They can just see like, oh, there are the stakes at the end of the driveway that tell me I need to plow that driveway. They plow that driveway. Oh, I see the next driveway down the street, right? There's no back and forth getting lost, trying to figure stuff out. It's just if there's stakes at the end of that driveway that say the snow experts, I'm going to plow that driveway. When my wife and I saw this for the first time, she joked that we need to steal a pair of those stakes. But instead, you know, we just called the company. It's so good. So the first thing that you're doing there is you're building an audience, then you're building trust. So it is imperative that they do a great job, especially in their first year, so that next year, here's what they're going to do. They're going to come to your house. I'm here to pick up the stakes. Hey, while I'm here, instead of me taking these stakes and out of the, you know, and loading them up and stuff, I can leave them here if you want to commit to next year at this year's prices. Okay. And then you go to the house next door. Hey, it was just in the neighborhood. I've been looking at your driveway every morning at 4 a.m. all winter and thinking, you know, I could just do that while I'm here. Would you like a rate for us to clear your driveway next year? And you get people locked in while they're still thinking about snow before the summer or the spring even happens. Okay. So you have to build that trust. You have to build that value. Now, these guys can layer media on top too, and they can do a lot of social media about snow plowing, stuff like that. Uh, by the way, the only thing that I've ever watched on TikTok is snowplow videos played to very loud music like Metallica, uh, ACDC, Thunderstruck. You've get, you got to see that. It's amazing. So then you, you build value and then you build your team. So now, okay, we've got more driveways. We're going to hire more drivers. We're going to buy more truck. And then finally you build impact. And the way that you build impact is that you just start taking over entire neighborhoods one at a time and expanding outward from your center. So that was another great one. And of course, you could use that with almost any service-based business. But what about a product-based business? So what if what if you had something where you were selling a product and the university students had a, a little bit of a tougher time doing this? And so we just tried to come up with some examples. So let's say that you were selling a particular brand of mug, okay? But you could you could say the same thing for like you have a particular brand of whiskey or you have a uh, a brand new shoe company, whatever that is, okay? The first thing that you actually want to do is build the audience. You don't want to start production of the mug. You don't even want to, you know, spend a lot of time and money figuring out the production cycle of the mug. You just want to sell the mug. So you're going to start for free by building an audience. Hey, I'm Coop. And today I am testing this type of coffee. And as always, I am using my plain white mug. The reason that I always drink coffee out of this mug is blah, 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 you know, and you're talking about the mug. Then, you know, you build trust. So you carry the mug around with you and you show it off, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you show, you might use humor. So you show pictures of the mug in funny places. 
Today, we're trying French press. Here's the mug in front of the Eiffel Tower, like that, whatever. And then you're going to build trust by positioning the mug with cool people. You know who's a great example of this is actually Yeti coolers. Now, I don't have a Yeti cooler. Some people swear by them. Some people say they're just an expensive brand. The reason they can be an expensive brand and charge 60 bucks for a vinyl hail bucket is because they built an audience first. If you build a product and you have to sell against another product, you know, one pail against another, your people are going to compare the product. But if you build an audience first, you get your cooler in country music songs and you get your cooler in Chevy pickup truck commercials. That is when people perceive a higher value. And so you want to start with the audience, even with a product. So back to the mug, what I really want to do with this mug is show, okay, I've got the mug out camping. Look, it's indestructible, right? Can't break it. Uh, I've got this mug. I take it to the local coffee shop and they give me a free refill. Amazing, right? Like that. And then you want to build value so that when people buy the mug from you, it doesn't just end at the mug. They get something else. Like at Christmas, you send them a little sample of coffee. You partner with a local coffee shop and you say, hey, I'm willing to send a, one uh, serving of your coffee to everybody that bought a mug from me this year, right? That's that's amazing for them. And it's amazing for your buyer. So it's going to grow your business. And that's how you build value even with a product. You can do it with partnerships, you can do it with sponsorships, et cetera. Then you start building a team. So you get other people to make the mugs for you. And maybe it's production, but maybe it's also promotion, right? You you hire some other people to do cool stuff with the mugs, or maybe you hire people to build more partnerships and get cross referrals. And then finally, you build impact by expanding your line. So now it's not just a mug. We also have this cooler, et cetera. Look, there's never been a better time to start a business. Most people overthink it. They think that they need this complicated business plan. They need all these financials. They're going to have to take a loan. They're going to have to explain to their parents why they're dropping out of school. None of that is true. If you're a high school student or anybody else, you can start a business between now and next week if you start by building an audience. If you already have an audience, you can start making money within the next seven days by just figuring out what will solve this audience's problem and then offering it to them. If you're a busy adult, you've got a full-time job, you're a bookkeeper, you're you know, a dentist or dental hygienist or whatever, you're a teacher even, you can still start a business on the side and start a path to building wealth and financial freedom outside of your nine to five by starting to build an audience first. The wealthiest teachers in the world are not necessarily the best classroom teachers, right? They didn't wait for the union to negotiate a raise for them. What they did was say, I am amazing at teaching geography and start putting their geography videos online. The, the best people at selling parts for cars or washer machines uh, in the world right now are not the best technicians. They're the people who first film themselves fixing washer machines. Hey, it's really, really easy. Your spin cycle doesn't start. No problem. Um, here's what you do. You lift up the hood. There's this little sensor here. You're going to need a Phillips screwdriver. Make sure you unplug the, the washing machine first. You take off these two screws. It pops out. You know What have they got? They've got a phone and a ring light and some expertise. And of course, you're going to be buying the replacement sensor part from those people. Right? I've, I've done this dozens of times now with dirt bikes and bicycles, washer machines, dryers, appliances. Everybody who wants to fix anything now is going to buy the parts and do it themselves with help from YouTube. And the people who are going to make money at that are the people who started by building an audience. The people who are losing out are the corner appliance repair shops because 
they don't have that audience. And so nobody's coming in to ask them, like, do you have sensor part number, blah, 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 for uh, Kenmore washer, blah, 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 right? It just doesn't happen. So the modern way that you build a business is you start with the audience instead of even starting with the product. You find out what does the audience need? What problem can I solve? And then you solve it for them. You do it for free until you build enough trust where you say, I can do this with you in exchange for you know money. And from there, you scale your business up and you build your business on that audience instead of the big idea. I hope this helps. I hope it's inspirational for you. Um, I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And if you want to chat about it, just go to businessisgood.com and you'll see an invitation there to join our community where we talk with other entrepreneurs all the time about their business, how they scale and what got them started. Thanks for listening to Business is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.